You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. What are your memories of cooking growing up? If I ever smell a cake baking, I immediately think of my mother. She always had a fresh cake or slice in the cupboard and definitely does it for her grandchildren now as well. For my husband, the smell of basil evokes thoughts and memories of his nonna. The kitchen can be the heart of your home, a place where someone cooks to nourish their family. Belinda Jeffrey is a cooking teacher and writer who believes in food as the product of love. She's just released a book called A Year of Sundays. Hi, Belinda. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Siobhan. <laughs> what are the cooking smells that evoke memories of your childhood? For me, I think it's baking because my mother was always, um, always had a cake tin. You know, we always had a cake tin that was full of cake or biscuit tin. We came home after school and I can remember there'd be that sort of wonderful smell of a, just a simple cake baking. And that really is evocative to me of, of my mum. Can you tell me about your relationship with your mum, your auntie and cooking growing up? It sounds like they were all kind of joined together. <laughs> they were very joined together. Okay, with my mum, she was a really good home cook. So it was just simple things, but we did have a veggie garden and she just cooked that sort of simple food of the, you know, 50s and 60s that I remember. But it was always full of flavour and she would let me cook with her from a very early age that I wanted to be there to help her in the kitchen. That was my sort of favourite place to be. And so she would let me help her. As I got older, she actually started to go to cooking classes, probably some of the first that started in Sydney. And our food changed. I was in my probably early teens when all of a sudden we, she'd start making things like baklava and Ooh. we'd have hummus and we'd have um, dolmades and suddenly this sort of whole world of other cuisines opened up which we hadn't really had and she had a, a dear friend whom I call my Auntie Beryl but uh, is, isn't in fact an auntie but she felt like one to us and they just both loved cooking and would cook together and I grew up with that and so it was just something that I loved seeing and loved even more as she got more adventurous. <laughs> that sounds incredible. What are the signature dishes that your mum and let's just call her your auntie because that's what she mm -hmm. feels like, what are the signature dishes that your mum and auntie would make? Okay, so um, one of them is Dolmadis because my dad loved them. And so we had a grapevine and mum would go and pick the grape leaves to make him Dolmadis. But that was really exotic for us. Um, that wasn't our usual fare, but that is something I remember growing up with and that taste of lemon and garlic oh, that went with it. I love that. But <laughs> really <me> hungry. <laughs> but really most things were more simple. Um, we would have had, in fact, on my Instagram this week, I put a, a recipe up of mum's, which was a simple bran loaf. So it was just dried fruit 
fruit, you know, a few nuts, one egg, a bit of golden syrup, but it was so delicious. And so I grew up with that and I make it to this day. Oh, that's uh, fabulous. And, and then just things like, I mean, there was a wonderful pie um, and it, it, I remember it had, it was canned salmon, probably canned corn. She'd make a bechamel sauce or a cheese Oof. sauce, um, probably some peas, and it'd all get mixed in together, and then it would have mashed potatoes on top. <laughs> and to this day, I think of my mom, you know, and that's something you don't you don't really see now, but you know, it was really delicious. That reminds me of the Annabelle Crab series she did about. Um, going back in time for dinner and how yes, she yes. went through those eras of Australian life where tinned food was actually considered fresh food and oh, well, everybody used it, whereas yeah. now people go, oh, you'd put tinned salmon. And <laughs> <laughs> I know it is funny, but that was that was what was there and that was probably a pretty quick meal to feed five, you know, five people with and and it tasted really good. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah. What do you think is so special about cooking with or for your family? I think it's that sense of caring for and looking after the people you love. That, for me, is what cooking is about. It's the way I show that I care for people. Yeah. And I think that's perhaps the most important thing for me in cooking. You might go that extra mile just to make something a little bit more special just because you want to make people happy. Cooking, you know, something that they love. And that's always been my thing. You know, I think I was born to cook <laughs> and feed. I think I was born to feed people. I always say to my husband. Lucky husband. <laughs> And what's your favourite thing to cook now and, and why is it your favourite thing? Uh, I still love baking to this day. I really enjoy baking. It gives me a great sense of satisfaction to, you know, sort of get those raw ingredients, make up a batter, and then you come out with sort of some lovely simple cake at the end of it. But I also, um, probably, and it's the wrong time of year for this, but I do love slow cooking. Some of those dishes that you just sort of put them in a really low oven, like a shoulder of lamb mm. with um, oodles of garlic and preserved lemon and different herbs and just let it cook really, really slowly. Mm. I, I like that sort of very rustic cooking. I'm, I'm not into particularly fancy cooking. Your book, A Year of Sundays, came out of your Instagram account, but you're not your typical Instagram user though, are you? I mean, what is your take on how you use Instagram? Look, I think it's hilarious. I sort of find it slightly um, bewildering that somehow this book has come out of Instagram <laughs> because it's the last thing I would have ex expected. I actually went on to Instagram for a book that was coming out five years ago, my publisher said, you really need to be on social media and I didn't do anything. And so basically they encouraged me to do something and they said, we think Instagram might be the best for you. And that's really how it came about initially. And I realised very early on that I wasn't going to be able to manage it if it, if I had to post a lot. Mm. Um, so after a fairly short time and finding my feet in it, I thought I'll just post once a week. And that became 
for no particular reason, but except I get up early in the morning, I thought, well, maybe early Sunday morning I'll do a post. Yeah. And and because I have the time to do it, sort of more time because I'm not doing a lot of posting, it started to garner a following. And um, it's over over that time now. I think I I think I've got I don't know thirty five thousand followers. Which wow, are, which is what well, really surprises me because I just write about everyday things and and I put up you know I put there's recipes but they're all the stories behind those recipes. Yeah, but that's the stuff of life, isn't it? Mm, I think so. And much more engaging than staring at someone's perky behind or something. <laughs> yes, I guess so. For some of us it is. <laughs> I know what I'd rather look at. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> what would you say to those who find cooking a chore? Because I suppose when children are small and, you know, you might be working and you're trying to think of what to cook for the family and you're rushing about and it's not so much a enjoyable experience um what words of wisdom would you have for them gosh Siobhan that's that really is hard because I really do feel for people you know I know there's so many people are just caught up in daily life and it's Mm. really hard but I think simplicity is that is the key you don't have to do lots of fancy things and I think unfortunately sort of Instagram or whatever can create this world where you should be cooking all these fabulous things for your family. If you make a beautiful salad and you top it with, you know, some boiled eggs or whatever, you know, just so that there's a bit of a balance of protein and and some greens. Or try the salmon pie, right? Well, the salmon pie, exactly. You can <laughs> shove lots of vegetables into that. I think eggs are a saviour for everybody as long as there's no allergies. I mean, if I don't have time to, to, I'm thinking, oh my God, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? I'll just make a herb and goat's cheese omelette. Takes about five minutes. It's on a plate. We might have it with some sliced tomato, a drizzle of olive oil, and that's it. And it's a really lovely meal. But I'm lucky. I have a husband that doesn't, he doesn't expect like you know meat meat and three veg (laughs) I actually think that your husband is quite lucky to have you Belinda so (laughs) well thank you you so much for chatting with us today and congratulations on making Instagram meaningful for many thank you thank you it's lovely to talk to you thanks so much That's Belinda Jeffrey. She's the author of A Year of Sundays, and you can find links to that book in the notes of this episode. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us so we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, send your email to feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.